are the ultimate source of inspiration, knowledge, and entertainment, look no further. Network Kingdom is a unique platform that brings together experts from various industries. Through networking and collaboration, we create inspiring conversations that educate, entertain, and motivate our listeners. Whether you're a business professional, an entrepreneur, or simply someone looking to grow their knowledge base. Hello, hello, hello. It's another edition, and I have here with me an interesting guest, and her name is Rusaima. <laughs> Hello. How are you doing? I'm well. How about you? Very well, thank you. You look amazing. I like your hair. Thank you. I love your earrings. <laughs> thank you. So, who is Rusaima? Rosirma is a healer, an encourager, an inspiration, an educator. She is originally from Brooklyn, New York, and raised by Haitian parents who immigrated in the 1970s. And she is now in her becoming of being resilient. And that's Rosirma. Yes. Awesome. So um, how has your journey been, this journey on being resilient? It started in 2019 when I went through a life storm. I was laid off as a physician associate and I was in that career for 13 years. And at the time that was all I knew. I was at that job for seven years and it was very unexpected, especially with the fact it happened towards the end of 2019. I already had plans. Christmas was coming, Thanksgiving, my birthday, and I had all these plans. And then the layoff just came out of nowhere. (laughs) Wow. That must have been quite, did you see it coming? No, didn't see it coming. I knew of people who've been laid off, but it was in tech. Everyone knows in corporate, people get laid off. But in healthcare, you know, were you the essential worker? I didn't think of all titles, a physician associate will be one of them. Wow. So, I mean, what what was your initial thought process or reaction? My first reaction was crying. <laughs> I shouldn't want to take that back. That was my second. My first was anger. So I was very angry with my coworker and the manager because they knew it was coming. And they was planning out my week as if I was going to be there on Friday when I wasn't because this happened on a Wednesday. And wow. so first I had anger. And then I had the feeling of crying because I was like oh my god I can't believe this is happening to me like I've never had anything happen to me in my career usually if I don't like a job I'll resign and then I'll go my merry way but to be laid off that was a term I didn't ever think I'll have in my resume oh my goodness so I mean what did you do I'm just trying to imagine all the confusion. It wasn't like it was planned or anything like that. 
it's funny looking back, I feel God was preparing me, but once it happened, I didn't know like, oh, this is your test. I didn't know that. As I was reading a book called I Am Exceptional. So I was always saying to myself, I am exceptional. And I journal a lot. So I always was just having positive, positive, positive. So when it came, I was positive, but it it lasted short term because the layoff went a couple of weeks to a couple of months to eight months. And I was like, uh, this is not exceptional. <laughs> I don't feel exceptional. This experience is not exceptional. Where was God? Day one of it, I was good. I called three important people in my life. I wrote a book about it. And those were the three people I dedicated the book to. One of them, my aunt, she told me, just relax. So she knows me very well because I'm a person, if something happens, I'm like, boom, what do I got to do? Let's go. Let's fix this. And she said, relax, relax, feel it. Take a bath. Don't look for any jobs today. Just chill. So I said, okay, I could do that. I'm going to chill. And I don't chill. <laughs> Even when I'm sick, I'm working. I'm like, no, we got to still do something. Like God has to literally put my body down on the couch and be like, you're going to rest right now. So that was number one. Uh, Number two, friend of mine, he said he'll take me out for the weekend so I could just get my mind off of it, which helped a lot. And then a third friend of mine, she has a non-for-profit medical clinic. So she said, perfect. I need a provider. I'm going to take you to work. So she put me to work. So that helped me to still be in my physician associate role. Yeah. So that was very Pick helpful. Off stop. Yes. So that was just the beginning, right? That was the beginning. Yes. And then after that, what did you do? Then I... Revised my resume, January came, my unemployment check stopped. So now I didn't have any more checks coming in. By God's grace, I'm a saver. So I was using my savings to keep myself afloat. I also went to food pantries so I could get the expensive stuff, AKE meat, um, since meat was very expensive in 2019-20. And then... I finally got a job in March. If you can recall, March 2020 was the beginning of COVID. But me hoping, like, this is not going to affect me. Like, you hired me. This is going to be good. And then I worked there for 11 days. And then I got furloughed. That was another term I never heard of in my lifetime. Please, what did you say it was? Furloughed. What does that mean? Yes. So furloughed means that you are employed and they'll give you a check. But right now you cannot work until they bring you back. But since I started new, that didn't apply to me. So technically I was already employed again. So that means I didn't get any money. Like people who were within the organization, they still got paid within the furlough. 
I didn't get paid because I didn't make my 90 days yet. I was there only 11 days. So I went back to ground zero, unemployed, no checks, no nothing. So that was March. And then April, I'm looking. May, I found a gig in South Carolina. So I drove from Georgia to South Carolina, which was five hours to work at a meat packing place. So then after that, that was for maybe two weeks. And then after that, I had nothing. Then June and July, nothing. Then I found the job, but it wasn't as a physician associate. So it was as an administrative assistant. That hurt because I had to take the job, but I couldn't practice my role and they knew my resume. So they said, I cannot do any physician associate, anything. So if any crisis happened, I had to stay in my role as a associate administrative assistant. I couldn't be as a PA and do CPR. No. Wow. So that hurt. Wow. Um, but I know at that time, God was dealing with my pride because I felt like, how could God do this to me? How could they do this to me? Like, don't they know who I am? Like, I just <laughs> really, like, was just like in my head. So mm-hmm. I'm glad God put me in that role for me to understand, like, being a physician associate was an avenue that I use for your gifts, but that's not your identity. So once God broke that out of me, then he blessed me in December of 2020 with a physician associate job. So awesome. then I went, yes. So then I went back into the role. And then vaccines came about. <laughs> so vaccines came about. So as you well know, it's like this whole mandate that healthcare professionals had to do the vaccines or else. And I was one of those people that said, no, I, so I had to look for exemptions, couldn't find any. So then I had to pretty much say, I can't work here. And then they let me go. So, yes. So I got let go. And then I found another job. And at that time it was a contract job. So there wasn't having vaccines mandated for them. So I said, perfect. Cause I had to ask first, I was like, do you need me to do a vaccine? And they said, no. So I said, I'll sign. And then maybe let's say a month and a half in, they revised it to include all contracts. And I said, wow. So I had to look again for anyone who could sign me an exemption, couldn't find anyone. And I said, hey, I'm sorry, I, I'm, I'm, I gotta go. And of course they were very upset because of the fact that they wanted me there, but I told them I had to stick to what I believe and I can't do this vaccine. So I gotta let go again. And that's by now 2021. And then 2022, I found another contract job. And then again, I had to make sure, any vaccines? Yeah. <laughs> and then he said, no. 
And this was a particular type of medicine I went into, which is called corrections. So I had to deal with a lot of inmates. So that was very interesting, learned about mental health, learned of the different politics that goes into the correction system. And it helped yeah. me also that I did not have to do the vaccine. So that has been my journey now of finding a place where the vaccine wasn't mandated. Wow, wow, wow. You are tenacious, I must say. Thank you. But you know, going from one job to another and just the mental yes. stress of out of a job, right? And not knowing when the next paycheck is going to um, come in. I know right. a lot of people went through that phase during the lockdown, and I think some people haven't even recovered. Right. So, how did you? I mean, can you just share a few tips on? how you maintain some level of mental stability. Definitely. First, I want to say that depression is real. It's not a thing to just brush under the, sh under the pillows. Uh, first, I went through sadness. There's steps to depression. It's not you wake up depressed. It's first you're sad, which I was. And then I meditated on the sadness for a long time. And the thoughts and my actions, it, like I had a pity party. I was like, okay, I'm sad, so I'm gonna drink wine and watch Netflix and wallow in my sadness and this and this. And then it led to depression. Uh, I journaled every thought I had. So I would definitely, one thing say is journal. Journal, journal, journal. And it's a great way to just see your thoughts, read your thoughts and just let them go and let them out. Second, I would say, get a trusted friend. There are many times where you just feel no one understands you, but just ask your friend to be a listening ear because that's what I had to do and just say, hey, I don't want to hear any pleasantries. I just need <laughs> someone to just vent to. Yeah. So always start that first so they can understand a role in the friendship. And then of course, be humble, go to a food pantry, I did. And they were very helpful. I volunteered there as well. And it's just great just to know like, hey, your, your situation is temporary. Like all this is temporary. So as long as you keep reminding yourself, this is not forever. Because as I said, in a pity party, like, oh my God, this is like forever. It's not, it's only temporary. Just keep reminding yourself that you will get through this and if you need a cry song, have a cry song, but incorporate comedy, you know, watch Kevin Hart. That's my comedian to go to when I just need to laugh. <laughs> like do things to boost your energy. If you like yeah. to dance, dance, like music was mine. So I'll put music on and I'll just be like, okay, let me just hear the music and have myself dance. So just do things to uplift yourself and just know that this is temporary. As long as you tell yourself that, it will help a lot. Wow, thank you so much. You know, I like the tips that you shared because they're quite practical. And even though I know that sometimes when you're going through that, you're not in the mental space right. to even dance, but right. just knowing that there are things that you don't need a third party to do 
Um, right. If you put your struggle to put on your favorite music or put on your right. TV, that's um, one step in the right direction. All right. So is this what your book is about? Yes. So my book, Disempowered a Disappointment, means to empower yourself back and take the power back from the disappointment that you placed on it and to empower yourself. And yes. I go through the, yes. So I go through the That's journey. Gets it. Thank That's you. Gets it. Yes. So I just go through the journey of depression and how I got myself out. And the one book that I read that helped me get out of it. As I said, it's only temporary. You have to find your why of why to wake up in the morning because you're still waking up. So as long as God is waking you up, it means you have a purpose. And I had to realize that for myself. Like, okay, God is still waking me up. So I got to figure out why, even though I'd rather you not wake me up anymore because I feel like I'm in hell. But in the same token, it made me realize so much of myself and how I viewed failure, which is my second book I'm writing right now, of the process of understanding why I went through the depression, why I took this so badly. And one of it was fear of failure. Like, yeah. I don't know how you grew up. So I grew up with Asian parents and the term back then was failure is not an option. So yeah. if you fail, it's like, it's a catastrophe. You know, if you get a C, mm. it's a catastrophe. So that's how I grew up. So for yeah. me, the layoff was a failure. Yeah. I didn't know how to process that. But failure is, I need a new term for that word, but failure is not a bad thing. Failure no, is a way... Right. So right. Right. Correct. So many people don't understand that, especially when yeah. you grow up the way I did. And once you understand, like, you know, failure is just something, it's an event. It's not a person. Like you're not a failure. <laughs> it's just it's this event happens and now you have to go through it and learn the lessons. So I share in my first book of you know, they say finances, save six months. No, save a year. Save a year of expenses and define the expenses, which is your main four. Like you have to save housing, your utilities, your groceries. Uh, shucks, I forgot the four, the fourth one. Um, but there's another one, and your car. So that's it. It doesn't include your hygiene, getting your hair done, clothes, <laughs> none of that. Your basic store that you need. That's your living expense. So mm -hmm. I personally feel, because I know different gurus of finances say three to six months, no. You need a year, because you yeah. do not know. Yeah. Um, especially with me, you know, I got laid off, and it was for four months, and then I got furloughed after yeah. 11 days of employment. So I went <laughs> eight months Yeah. unemployed technically. So one year. <laughs> one year is safe. Yeah. Yes, yes. Awesome. Thank you so much. I took quite wow. a bit um, from this conversation. 
and I'm sure that the listeners have as well. And we'll share the link to your book in the comment section. Yeah. So yeah. you guys might want to grab, grab a copy. Thank yes. you so much. Thank you. You've been listening to Network Kingdom with Omo Obelor. Remember, if you cannot see where you're going, ask someone who has been there before. Thank you.